Welcome back to the Press Play Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that thinks that if your weed is stickier than your baby battery, you might want to add some more iron to your diet. But don't take my word for it. My initials are just MD. I'm your host tonight, Matt Dasher. I got to ask, how long have you been waiting to, 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 to say that? <laughs> Five minutes. As I said, you did not come up with that on your on the top of your head. You're just yeah. like, I'm going to love this. Five, I mean, minutes Five minutes ago. Well done. I'm Seth. <laughs> so, Man. not exactly nerd news, but there's a new Star Wars <laughs> show coming to Disney Plus that we're not going to watch. No. So, I mean, why even mention it? Because we didn't watch the last one. Because it's nerd news, and I just wanted to say, <laughs> hey, fucking stop it. Yeah. I mean, please. I, please. I, I saw that today, and I, I had no idea it was happening. And I'm like, really? This guy's getting his own spinoff? God damn. If, I, guess I don't even know who it, it is. It's I don't the even dude who from Rogue One. The main they all died. They all died. He, he, it's, a, it's a prequel, I guess. Oh, for fuck's sakes. That's what I said. You're giving the guy from Rogue One a prequel? Fuck you, guys. Yeah, we, Let it go. We, Diego, but we can't get, Diego Luna. But we can't get a Mandalorian Wars show. We can't get <laughs> uh, how the Sith came to be. We can't get any of that. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ! I hate you. I, I hate Disney. Like ugh. next. By the way, uh, they they announced that the next uh, spinoff they're doing is that bear that found Leia is getting its own spinoff. I'm kidding, <laughs> but at this point, they might as fucking well. <clears throat> they start doing Ewok shows, and we know it's all it's it's done. Star Wars. Yeah, War. I mean, I mean, at this point, R two D two is going to get his own fucking spinoff series, and you know what? Uh-huh. I mean, why not? Right? If uh, if Nothing Disney but beats and boops. Exactly. If, if Disney ever buys Game of Thrones, they're going to give a prequel series to that rock that fell on Cersei's head. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, 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 and while we're on the subject, this is one thing. Yeah. Marvel might be throwing out a lot of schlock and, you know, another 15 movies over the course of the next three years. And that's fine. But the quality you're getting there in most cases, is infinitely better than the quality we've got from Star Wars since since Rogue One. And I know y'all hated that movie. I loved it. But it's superior to the most recent trilogy in every way possible, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. I'm just... I, it, it's, it's not even like I'm going to watch it. I didn't watch Obi-Wan. I'm not going to watch it. It just... It hurts watching them milk dry a franchise that I love and I now hate because of them. I want I want yeah. the parts of Obi-Wan that mattered and yeah, five minutes of a show is not going to make a series, which is why I didn't watch the remainder of the series. I just watched the parts that I wanted to watch and yeah, they were cool. But if that's all that happened in your show... Hell, your you show can watch fails. that fight scene on YouTube. I don't have to watch exactly. a goddamn thing. Exactly. I mean, if that's all your show's got going for it, then your show fails miserably. Yes. And that's just yes. all there is to it. Because Disney has has uh, diluted Star Wars down into nothing but fucking fan fiction. That's all these are. I think I said this on one of our previous podcasts. I think they're making a mockery of it on purpose just because they can. It almost seems like that, in my opinion. Then why spend the money on it? I think they just... They, they're, because I, they're they tra- can. They're trying, they're trying to get their return investment. They're just not trying very hard. Oh, they know they're going to. They know they're going to get their return investment. And they know there's going to be a percentage of people out there that are going to totally suck off everything that they throw in the air just because it's Star Wars. We're but just the guys, people. It's the, the show's literally called Andor, 
And I thought for a second, I'm like, have I been saying it wrong this whole time? We're going to the Ewok moon? And I'm like, no, it's that fucking guy from Rogue One. I'm like, give me, I forgot his fucking name. Yeah, Diego I didn't know Luna. it. And I'm like, you're giving him a show? <laughs> okay, now you've reached what Marvel is doing because they're giving fucking that uh, deaf chick from Hawkeye. They're giving a spinoff character. Or no, they're giving a side character from a spinoff show. A spinoff show. That fucking deaf chick, I can't remember his name, but it, what, what, from Hawkeye. They gave Echo. Her, like, Echo, yeah. They gave Echo a show Oh my b- God. before Hawkeye even came out. I'm like, this is embarrassing, and I'm fucking over it. That's that's like that's like giving the baby of Roz's father on Frasier a spinoff show. It's uh, there's more in this universe than this sixty year span. It's an yeah. entire galaxy that they can explore and make shit up and come up with. A, there were they said for over a thousand generations the Jedi were protectors of the blah blah blah. Well, can we explore you, any other generation but this one? You might get your wish because allegedly they also have a Knights of the Old Republic in the works, and that like goes back to the beginning. I'm aware of that, but I'll just I'll believe it when I see it, and even then I'm going to be skeptical. Right, of course, because yeah, it's probably sure, just going to be one TV show. They can't give us movies. Yeah, because they've already dropped the ball miserably twice on two series that they should have had the balls to take and make them brutal as fuck because they should have been and made them like children's television. Ladies and gentlemen, do you see what Star Wars has done to me? Yeah. They dropped a trailer and here we are bitching about it for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we had a we, we had a good Star Wars rant in us because it's been a minute and, you know, just every once in a while. We, we did this to, last week. It's cathartic. Um, we literally <laughs> did this last week when Seth Star- opened with, well, welcome back to the Press Play Podcast, the only podcast that thinks Star Wars is creatively bankrupt. And then we went off on that. <laughs> <laughs> because they fucking are. They, they fucking are. If they weren't, it's, then they would, they, would, they would branch out from the, the Skywalker saga. They won't do it. It's almost like more. It's almost like Disney heard what you said last week, and it's like, no, 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 drop the trailer now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, motherfuckers. Checkmate. I'm like, no, you proved our point. That's not yeah. a checkmate. You proved yeah. our point by giving the most insignificant character I've ever seen in a Star Wars movie. Yep. I would rather have a Poe Dameron Star Wars trilogy or series. I'd, I'd, I'd watch that. I'd watch that. But you gave us Andor. The guy whose name I did not know until you named a show after him. No, his name's not Andor. That's the name of the planet he's from. Well, that's fucking stupid. Right, that's that's even worse. The, that's the name of the planet it's going to be on, but his name is not Andor. That's extraordinarily yeah. worse. <laughs> I didn't even know that wasn't this guy's name. I thought I, I thought that was the dude's name because everybody's name is stupid in Star Wars. I, I'm just waiting for a TV show, a Star Wars TV show. Star Wars side quest. I'm uh, so with, 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 with that being said, I, no, I, I gotta say this though. I am, I know I just gave Star Wars a lot of shit. I am excited for the Sebulba series. I'm kidding. That's not real. So with, with that being said, what do y'all's, um, what do you think the chances on Disney doing Daredevil Justice are going to be? Zero. Slim. Very. Yeah. Slim. It depends on who's involved. Um. Yeah, just bringing back the main actor does not give me hope at all. No, he's just an actor. That's all. He reads what you write for him. Yeah. And he makes pretty cool hallway fight scenes. That's not on him. That's not him. 
He's not even in those hallway fight scenes. That's called a stunt uh, actor, Dasher. Yeah, well. Anyways. Anyways, so, indeed. Um, before yeah, I get so, pissed off. <laughs> so, so tonight we're going to be covering my pick of the week, the 1996 Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez project from Dust Till Dawn, starring a slew of actors. Uh, George Clooney, Juliette Lewis, Harvey Keitel, Cheech Marin. Danny Trejo, Selma Hayek, Fred Williamson, Tom Savini, and Greg Nicotero. Um, you know, that's just, basically the whole cast. That's basically the whole cast. Um, if you haven't seen this, it's about two brothers, Seth and Richard. Uh, Seth played by uh, George Clooney. Richard played by um, the man Quentin himself, Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino, who are psychopaths that break out of jail or trying to get down to Mexico take a family hostage in order to get to Mexico, come to a titty bar in Mexico, and yeah, why not? It happens to be infested with ancient vampires. Um, this is probably one of the silliest concepts I've ever seen in a movie, but damn, do I love this film. It's just entertaining. It's not great. It might even be horribly excellent, um, but it's just an entertaining fucking film, and I enjoy watching it every chance I get. Um, Ian or Seth, you said that you have seen this film and you have not, which surprised both Seth and I. Um, I'd like to hear, as per tradition, your thoughts first, sir. I have problems with this movie, okay? Quite a few. Uh, I did not hate it, but this movie, I can't remember which movie we talked about where I think Seth said the same thing. This movie has an identity problem because it. It's trying to be two different things, and it starts out as one thing, and then literally halfway through the film, it turns into another thing. And I would be okay if it would have just stuck to one. Uh, and I'll get to that later. I don't care for the uh, a couple of other things that they should have done. Tom Savini's fantastic. Uh, I love seeing him. George Clooney is probably one of the better best parts of the movie. I have a problem with Quentin Tarantino's character. I will get into that. Everyone, Harvey Keitel is. This is not. I, I've seen him do wonderful work. He was not on his best on this one, at least in my opinion. No, we just kind of ho hummed around. Yeah, and yeah. I liked the vampires. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Anything I have, any problems I have, I will get into later. Those are just my overall thoughts. Rebel, sir. The first time I saw this movie was, uh, I was in high school back when this thing came out. Came out in '96. Yeah. yeah, I remember hating it. I remember hating this movie. Huh. Um, I watched it again when I was in my mid to late 20s, somewhere in there. And I liked it more. Uh, this time, uh, I laughed a lot. Uh, this, mm -hmm. this is definitely a pulp grindhouse movie. Yeah. The quintessential definition. For sure. And... I, I have the, kind of the same problem that Ian has with the film uh, because the concept that the, the premise they give us in the beginning of them getting from trying to escape down into Mexico, running from the cops. I wish that was the whole film because that, I, thank you. Thank that you. That was you, fucking great. I was going to get into this. Yes, this is like I said, it has an identity problem because it shifts literally shifts genres halfway through. Yeah, yeah, out of out of yeah, they're they're in the middle of this bar, and out of butt fuck nowhere, 
we have vampires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This had no idea what it wanted to be. And I was, I was totally on board with the movie I was watching. They get, they get to the titty twister, which is what the bar is called. And then the genre just flips on its head. And now we're in a horror movie. Okay. Uh, all right. I got, I, I, what did I just, why, why was all of what you showed me necessary? If this is where you're going to take me. It was character development. No, it was no, letting you know who these two no. brothers are. It, no, no, no. It's, it was not character development for Quentin Tarantino because halfway through the film, when we find out they're vampires, he's the first one to go. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was going to be those two having to survive the night. Nope. It was, he's the first victim, literally the first one. So why, and this is why I have a problem. I said it literally a minute ago. I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to say it now. I have a problem with Quentin Tarantino's character because if it would have stayed on the path that it was at, we would have had a fantastic film with maybe George Clooney having to make the tough call of, having, of killing his brother because his brother is a psycho. And they, they give you that only to take him away with no payoff at all. It was poorly written. If we if 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 we had stuck with, you know, with Seth still trying to, you know, always you know take uh, Richie down a peg all the yes. time because he's always trying to hurt someone. He's hearing shit that isn't being said. He's always that was one of my favorite parts. I'm like, okay, this dude's literally psychotic. Yeah, cool. Move on with the film. I am here. And he, when he said he asked Juliet Lewis in the RV, did you mean what you said back there? I'm like, okay, now we're into some good shit. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I remember back way back when I first saw the movie, uh, back when they were in the bar, I thought that all this shit was going to come to a head that he was going to try to rape a stripper. And, you know, yeah, I thought the same thing. But no, Selma Hayek turns into a monster. <laughs> yeah. I was literally thinking, because uh, I had never seen this movie before. I had no idea where we're going to go from here. And I'm thinking, okay, you brought Richard Gecko into one of the worst possible places you can take a sex monster. You yeah. brought him to a strip club. This yeah. is going to get fascinating. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. It's like, and, and Tarantino wrote this film. Which, he, wrote, he, he wrote the screenplay. Yeah, which, you know, judging by the Selma Hayek stripped he's along where he's, you know, sucking on her fucking feet. Now, he didn't write this at all. I like to think that because I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, wait, he wrote this. I like to think he wrote half of it. Literally the first half because it yeah. had Tarantino written all over it. Yeah. But the second half. That was Robert Rodriguez. 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, that's bullshit because you have two. It's like I'll write the first half. You write the second half. Well, your writing styles do not make sense to put in the same film. Well, when we get to the strip club, you gotta admit it. It was as campy and as cheesy and as over the fucking top as it well, was. It, it makes was fun no, to watch. No, it's it a, makes a, a, a hardly any sense. Separating it from the story that took place prior to it, because like I said, this is basically two different movies. This is what happens before you get to the strip club. And this is what happens when you're in the strip club. But everything um, before the strip club was in, was infinitely more fascinating. Yeah. This movie took a nosedive when we got there. Like I said, this should have been two different movies. And essentially it was. Oh, trust me. I know it is. It is two different movies because two separate things happen in this film 
halfway through. It was mm-hmm. obvious this was meant to be two different things. Mm-hmm. And no one's going to convince me otherwise. Because the, the story just flips on its ear, and so does the writing. I think that I think that Rodriguez had this half fleshed out idea, and then since he and Tarantino are friends, Tarantino said, "Look, I've got I've got some ideas too. Why don't we just combine them together? We'll make a film." Yeah, and by the way, the ending of this film is stupid because not that they survive or anything, but Juliet Lewis, yeah, yeah Juliet Lewis drives off in the RV and it zooms out, and you see that the strip club is on top of this mess. I guess Aztec pyramid. That's not a twist. Because we already know there's vampires. That's not cool. You should have shown us that before they went in. Mm. It makes no sense to show us that afterwards. It's fucking stupid. We know the supernatural exists. Zooming out on, a, on an Aztec pyramid does not add to a, any kind of wow factor. That's not as cool as you thought. It's yeah, it fucking stupid. It, it wasn't a very good shot. And it didn't make any no, sense I, because as they're going into the strip club, you see the background and there's cars driving like literally right behind the strip club. And if they if they would have if they would have showed us that after everybody was already inside, they beat the shit out of Cheech Marin number two, and the, as soon as the the doors are shut behind them, and you zoom out and you see that they're in the background, there's the, it's it's on top of this pyramid. Oh, what are they about to walk into? Cool, yeah. but showing us after literally the movie is or after the movie's climax has happened, no one fucking cares. Yeah, I forgot Cheech plays three different parts in this film. Yeah. <laughs> A border guard, mm-hmm. the pussy monster, <laughs> <laughs> and the and the guy that's supposed to meet them all there at the strip club in the morning the next day. That's going to sneak them into El Rey. Um, one of the I things think- that I one of the things that I do like about this film is it ties in other Tarantino films, like when they're having the shootout in the gas station. Well, the sheriff, a lot of his films do that. The sheriff is the exact same sheriff that's in Kill Bill. See, and that's the thing is like and um and they eat big and Planet Terror. That's the thing though, is like I like how this movie started because I'm like, who are these people? They're talking for like five minutes and then you realize, okay, Clooney and Tarantino are in the back with hostages and he told that that was a great start to the film. That has him written all over it. It yeah. was fantastic writing. Yeah. Why? Why? I and mean, he he does like to reuse his own actors. But uh, another thing, Juliet Lewis was better in Christmas Vacation than she was in this piece of shit. She was barely <laughs> in it. Yeah. No, this. It, it, but the genre turn in the middle of the movie. It just it 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 turns this from a potential uh, classic into a niche cult film. Yes. It's, I don't think it's fair <laughs> to anyone who watched it. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, everything everything from the vampires forward, because uh, I knew it was coming, so I just laughed at it uh, because it's just so over-the-top silly. And exactly. That's the intention. Well, it's if you're going to jar the audience, there's better ways to do it. Yeah. I mean, they, it, it could have been some sort of. You could have still used the ancient uh, Aztec pyramid and had it been some sort of weird sex cult thing that Richie finds and tries to take over. And uh, I don't know. That would make that that that. I mean, I I, I don't like. 
the supernatural thing did not fit into the first half. So anywhere you go after the first half, even no offense to you, Seth, even what you just said would make even, just as much sense. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like I, I, I liked the second half just fine. It was just a weird turn my brain had to make. Yeah. And okay, all of a sudden we've got Tom Savini. Who, okay, yeah, that's that's the first sign I knew that this was bonkers. The second half is as soon as you see Tom Savini, before he says a word on camera, somebody uh, tries to talk shit to him and he has a dick gun. I'm like, <laughs> that, okay. First of all, that works in the second half of the film, but the film, the the first half of the film that I just saw, this makes no sense. And then. You know, they're sitting down having drinks and then just shit goes off. I like Danny Trejo just fine. But it it just blew my mind how quickly things turned. Because it wasn't a slow progression of genres. It happened almost immediately. Yeah. And it, it just didn't make sense to me, even though when the vampire shit started, I didn't hate it. It was it was it was great gore and and effects. I, I liked I liked I liked most of it, but it just it didn't fit. Mm. And I as, mean, as, as as technically well done as it was, it just it 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 hurts the film. As an overall movie, it hurts it. Yeah, because yeah, in that first half, Clooney had some fantastic lines. Mm. He was he was very believable as the guy who's just he, I I genuinely genuinely believed he did not want to hurt Kaitel and, and his family, he just wanted to get to where he was going. He was going to let them go, but he had his brother who he constantly had to deal with, and he played it almost perfectly. Yeah, and I, and I've always said to anybody who will listen, this is my favorite George Clooney role, and it's by far acting wise Quentin Tarantino's best role. I just wish that it would have stuck to the the intimacy that we had in the in the first half of the movie. Mm. Uh, make this an intimate tale where he's you know he loses his shit and he tries to rape the daughter and and Seth's got to step in and but, but we don't get that. It just he he gets it put in vampire makeup, which funny enough, Quentin, Quentin Tarantino and vampire makeup, young Quentin Tarantino and vampire makeup looks like old Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. I, I noticed that last night when I watched it. I was like, damn, he 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 really aged like that. But, <laughs> he did. So so th- there was a moment where uh him and uh, Clooney and Kaitel are they're driving and he's talking to Kaitel and Kaitel tells him he's like, Listen, I've seen the way he's looking at my daughter. If he lays a hand on her, I will kill him. And Clooney's and like, thought, fair enough. Yeah, Clooney like, said, Clu- said, fair enough. And I'm like, okay, that's no. wonderful foreshadowing that did yeah, not mm-hmm. pay off. That's shit foreshadowing because it didn't happen. And I was excited because I'm thinking, oh, they're going to have to have a stare down or something like because he's going to beat the shit out of Tarantino. It never I, happened. I think that entire quote was, fair enough. If you cross me, I'll kill your whole fucking family. Yeah. Yeah. And you believed him. I believed both of them. And I was expecting yeah. to see that happen. And if it's not going to happen, and I'm going to bring my mic closer, so this is going to get loud in your headphones, anybody listening at home. If you're going to say something like that and it doesn't happen, don't fucking say it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm I'm sure that that in in Tarantino's mind, he had a he had some direction for that. 
he asked him where he was going with it, but Robert Rodriguez says, "Yeah, but what about dick guns?" <laughs> Fine. No, Put see, your dick I, guns in, and you and, and your fucking Belmont bullwhip. I don't think it was as complicated or as complex as that. I think these guys just got together, smoked some weed one day. It's like, hey man, let's make this movie that people's going to be like, what the fuck just happened to this movie? No, if anything, <clears throat> this happens all the time, where a director gets fired about maybe. 50 75 percent way through the production and somebody else has to step in and you can tell exactly where the other director stepped in this is quintessential that yeah i'm not saying anybody was fired i'm just saying i knew exactly when somebody else took over it wasn't in the the, directing it was in the writing i knew exactly when robert rodriguez took over yeah and but i don't think i think that was done intentionally i don't think that was like Oh, I don't like what you're doing, so I'm going to do this. I think that was a plan from the word go. That's stupid. Well, not that, you, not that you said that, but that right. if that was the actual plan. This movie is all over the place. It's not bad. Don't get me wrong. I give it a C. I enjoyed the time that I had watching it. I just wish it would have picked an identity and stuck with it because either one I'm okay with. I'm okay yeah. with vampires and I'm okay with the two psycho brothers trying to get to Mexico with a hostage family. And you don't know yeah. how they're, you don't know if they're going to kill anybody or Quentin or Tarantino's character is going to rape somebody. Either one of those scenarios is fine. 100% I'm on board. If you just split this movie up and made them full length feature films, they would both go down as Tarantino's best. Yeah. They but would. we have a mess of garbage. Look, the, the first half of the film is something I wanted to see more of. The second half of the film is something that I accidentally saw. Absolutely. I, 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 I didn't like, ask for it. As, yeah, I was like, as soon as... I think it was about the time they got to the titty twister, I hit pause to go to the bathroom, and I'm like, wait, there's only 45 minutes left of this movie? And I know that there's vampires in this movie. I'm like, wow, they wasted a lot of time not getting to the vampires. They have to cram them in now. And, and they, it was... It, no, they did. They crammed them in. Yeah, you do that by just making them show up. Like, it just happens. There's no yeah. foreshadowing to it at all. None whatsoever. Because they foreshadowed more to the fact that Quentin Tarantino might rape Juliet uh, Lewis. That was more foreshadowed. And that didn't pay off. Mm-mm. Because and would have made for a better film. <laughs> the Press Play Podcast. The only where you can say somebody getting raped on film makes the film better. <laughs> I'm your host, as, Matt Dasher. As, as far as... If that's how somebody took it, I did not mean it that way. <laughs> no. As far as, far as, as, as an engaging story and, and continuing, you know, sensefully with the script. Just, yeah, the narrative flips. It does. And it's like I said, it's jarring and it takes you out of it because all of a sudden you're like you're you're invested in these two guys and what they're gonna do because especially Clooney's personality as Seth is fucking fascinating. Absolutely. It's, it's yeah. engaging, he's fun to watch. Yeah, he fuck it, it goddamn fuck him, he even looks dreamy in a mugshot. But well, he's, I mean, he's also he's also he's also very intimidating. Like yeah. when he when he held his, like, first, like, 20 minutes of the movie, he held a gun to that lady. He's like, rule number one, 
rule number two, consult rule number two, or consult rule number one and rule number three. If you try to run, I have six bullets in this gun. I have six friends that can run faster than you. I heard, I hung on every word of that speech. Yeah, yeah. But after that, after the vampire showed up, I'm like, okay, this isn't about you anymore. It's about mm -hmm. everyone else. It's about Tom Savini, who's been in this movie for five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, Fred, and Fred Williamson, who was in the movie for less. It just it, it immediately takes you out of 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 whatever you're feeling, and now I'm watching a monster film. Yeah, because uh, the, no, no, the no. One thing, the one thing the At second half of the film did give us that I'm sure we all appreciate is it did give us the Selma Haya sexy dance scene with the snake wrapped around her. Don't care, yes, and we still could have had that. You yeah, still could have had here's, that. And the fact that this happened so late in the film, and Tarantino is the first victim. The fact that they are brothers, the fact that they are criminals, and the fact that they are psychotic is irrelevant. Yeah, it never that, mattered again what their past not. was. Yeah. yeah. You, I, I forgot why they were even there by the time they went outside to meet, meet Cheech Marin number three. Oh, right. They were criminals an hour ago. Mm -hmm. That was literally an hour of my life ago. I forgot because the movie almost made you forget. Like I, I think mm -hmm. the movie forgot. Oh, wait, we got to wrap this up. That's what happened. Everything that happened in the first hour was irrelevant by the time they got there. I mean, I, it, it could have been something where Cheech Marin saw a Border Patrol character. They, he could have alerted the federales and it could have been a federale chase. That's, there's so many different places this film could have gone that would have stuck with what they established in the first hour. But no, we have to have vampires. Because Rodriguez likes those things. I appreciate both of your opinions on the film and your outtakes. And, I've just and, never and, been. This has always been one of those movies where I just sit back for two hours, turn my brain off, and enjoy schlock. See, that's I've the never, thing, though. Is that I've never is been overcritical of, of it. That's, that's the type of movie that this is. Mm -hmm. Or at least it turned into, an hour yeah. into it, mm -hmm. is turn your brain off. His other movies are my favorite for the opposite reason they make you think my favorite movies sometimes are the turn your brain off kind but when it comes to tarantino i want to see his writing mm. and i don't get want, all of that yeah you want to hear that engaging dialogue you want to hear all of that you will see all that play out yeah it, it just it just fucking stops and like i said it, it as it, as an overall movie it hurts the film yeah because i wanted a deep dive into Richard Gecko. Mm. And like that, as soon as he imagined Juliet Lewis talking about, you know, eating her pussy, I was like, oh shit, this dude's legitimately insane. I cannot wait to see where this goes. Mm. I'll tell you exactly where it goes. Nowhere. <laughs> no, it's forgotten and, about. That and 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 the fact that it doesn't is what made me rank rank this movie lower than I than I wanted to because it pissed me off mm. that we were we were given foreshadowing that never paid off at yeah. all and that's what hurts this movie for me is mm -hmm. that the it, it makes you promises it does not keep alright Seth then gives it a C what's your grade sir I almost have to rate it give it two different ratings almost it's the, the first hour, everything with, with the Gecko brothers in the first hour and then kidnapping the family is a, a, a solid A. It's solid, a, yeah. I'll give it that. 
writing and tension. And it's just, it's, it's quintessential Tarantino. And then the last half of the movie, in the context of the movie, I give it a D. Mm. Context of the movie by itself, I give the last 45 minutes a good C plus, B minus. Sure. Yeah. That's but, where I was going to go. So as an overall film, it's, 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 and it's only because I like the first hour so much that this movie gets a, a, a high C plus, low B minus. Yeah. That, that's I want to, I, I legit want to travel to an alternate universe where the, the first, first hour, the first hour hours of the whole movie. Feature film. Yeah. 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 I would watch. I, I, if they made that, if they were like, "Hey, here's the re- like," there's a, a half hour of lost footage that we shot and it, and we turned mm-hmm. into a different movie. Take my money, and yeah. I will buy it. <laughs> I'll buy the Blu-ray before yeah. it even drops. Out. I will save money for the Blu-ray before it even hits the theaters. <laughs> I give it a B minus. Um, again, I appreciate and completely understand y'all's opinion on the film i've just never looked at it with the eyes that you're looking at it um it's just not not the film to do that in my opinion not knocking your opinions obviously because they are your opinions i appreciate them but i I just look at this film differently it's not something that i'm ever going to be critical of or over criticize it's just it's a shitload of dumb fun don't get me wrong i i enjoy watching the film it's 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 this is not the last time i'm gonna see it no it's a good it's a good time it's just when it's a wasted potential. It is. It's a lot of wasted potential. And if you know, we, we do a podcast where we analyze movies. And if I want to overanalyze, especially this movie, sure. I, we have to mention where it falls apart. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, like and Ian, we also and like have, Ian, we also have to say where it could have, what could have been done right. And like Ian said um, a minute ago, equally to your point about if there were thirty minutes of lost footage of the first hour, take my money. If there were forty-five more minutes of footage of the last half hour, I still think that's a great monster film. Like I that's- said, this is two movies. Mm-hmm. So it's you know the there last it is. The film know- is, is is played as though there is just there should have been just a, a a lost like couple of guys like just, just nobody that wander into this place and fuck there's vampires. That's Maybe he, fucking they can- slot film. They could even be two people with a dark past. You know, they're the ones that are going to see everybody else through this because they've got the know-how and the fucking balls to get to to do what needs to be done. Fine. And I know that there's people listening right now who love this film being like, if you didn't like it, turn it off. Uh, (laughs) We can't do that. We have to watch it in its entirety and judge it. That's just what we do. I'm like, and nobody neither Seth and I is saying if you like this movie you're wrong like what you like that is our literal motto mm-hmm. of this show like what you like and I'm not saying I dislike the film I'm just saying I didn't either I, I just said I have problems with it yeah I have problems with it and it's it, it, it keeps it from being it, 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 it keeps it from being a great movie oh I remember thinking like now it's just a it's just a it's just a niche novelty so, Wait, for the I, first, so what, I, for what I'm hearing Ian say here is for the first hour, he was like, God damn it, I'm going to have to admit to Dasher that this is a great fucking film. Oh, no, <laughs> I was I was fully ready to admit that like, when when uh, Richard Gecko looked at Juliet Lewis in the RV and said, did you mean what you said back there? I was like, this might be better than Django if this is where they're going. Because I was fascinated by these two. Mm-hmm. And 
that fascination ran off of a cliff when Selma Hayek turned into a lizard bitch and bit Quentin Tarantino in the neck an hour into this film. And that's the thing is like they did some of them weren't even vampires. They were snake people. Almost, yeah. And, but I, I do have to admit what the, the when the, when everybody turns and you have the band up there still playing and yeah. it's the <laughs> guitar, but it's a fucking body. It's a body. That was cool. <laughs> that's a great that's a great fucking visual, and I I really appreciate it. Because it's so just I said the, the last 45 minutes is just so over the top and yeah. oh and it, campy it, it, and it's it's absolutely Robert Rodriguez and Greg Nicotero and George Savini just having a fucking ball. That's all that was. And George and Savini did none of the practical and special Tom effects. Savini. Or Tom Savini, I'm sorry. Um, it was all Nicotero. Savini was just there to be on screen. But you know he gave his input where his input Oh yeah, he be- probably was like Hey, that's that's really nice. What you got? I, like, hey, Greg, is, I, I would Greg, do it. Th- I would do it this that. way. I like that, but but I mean, I I would do it this way. Yeah. Tom Savini, you know, you oh, might yeah. want to listen to me. <laughs> yeah, I gave I gave you your first start on Dawn of the Dead. You remember that? Yeah, it's my greatest work. Why don't you open your ears a little bit? Uh, no. Day of the Dead was his best work. Oh, that's right, Day of the Dead. That's what I meant to say. Um, yeah. We all remember that. All right. Oh, yeah. well, I'm done, I'm done bitching about this. Uh, next week, we've got Shorzy. And I almost changed my mind, but I do know what I'm doing next, uh, the week after that. You mean three weeks after that? You know what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. His next, his next turn. Yeah. Seth, uh, what you got for us? I was originally going to go with Little Shop of Horrors. I have changed my mind. Thank Christ. Oh, Thank my you. God. I can kiss yeah. you. I have yeah. changed my mind. There's a movie that I have not seen in a very, very long time. It stars Tom Hanks and Henry Fonda. We're going to watch Road to Perdition. I've never seen that film. Uh, I've never really? seen it either. Yeah, okay. We're going to watch Road to Perdition. Okay. Do you know what you're doing or should we uh, wait? Um, no, I do not know what I'm doing. Fair enough. Well, I'm, I'm not going to tell you what movie you're going to be watching for my turn. All I know is we're going to be introducing a new segment. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's not like old versus new where we've, where, you know, most votes wins. It cannot be unanimous. It, it cannot be unanimous. It has to be three out of zero votes. Is this movie a masterpiece? If one person decides that it's not, then it is not. All right. What's the movie called? I'm going to tell you. In a couple weeks. All right. That's fine. Because I don't want you to answer me right now. I want you to go home, watch the film. Probably the extended cut would be better. And we'll decide. Extended cut. That kind of narrows it down. No, it really doesn't. There's Not a really. Of those. Yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I was being I was being sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice back battle. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You make beefing noises when you back up like that. <laughs> All right, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun.